Welcome to Partnering Leadership, conversations with leading influencers in the greater Washington, D.C. region and global thought leaders, helping you align better with your purpose, grow professionally with meaning, and have a greater impact. For additional leadership insights and bonus content, visit us at PartneringLeadership.com. Now here's your host, Mahan Tavakoli. Welcome to Partnering Leadership. I'm really excited to have you along with me on this journey of learning and growth. And I'm absolutely honored to have your support and your enthusiasm as the podcast listenership skyrockets all across the region, the country, and the globe. It's a tremendous honor for me to have these conversations with the magnificent changemakers from the greater Washington, D.C. region on Tuesdays and then on Thursdays with leadership book authors whose books I think can be truly transformative to our own leadership. Again, I don't think any single data point will by itself make the difference. However, as we see and listen to these different data points gain different insights, that's what helps us establish new patterns of thinking and translate those patterns of thinking into our behaviors. So it's wonderful hearing all of your comments and feedback. Keep those coming. I love hearing from you. Mahan at mahantavikoli.com. There's a microphone icon on partneringleadership.com. Really enjoy your voice messages. And don't forget to follow this podcast to be sure that you're notified of new episodes. And those of you that enjoy it on Apple, leave a rating and review when you get a chance. That will help more people find these conversations. Now, as you know, the first Thursday of every month, I do a leadership insight where primarily I try to focus on some of my own thoughts with respect to leadership. Now, something that has been happening over the past couple of months is that a lot of the senior executives that I'm interacting with are literally freaking out. And if you aren't, maybe you should too. They are really concerned about the return to a hybrid work environment, and they should be. The hybrid work environment is not a little bit of in-person and a little bit of remote. You should think about it as being totally different. And in thinking about it that way, I tell my clients, and I'm going to urge you to consider the fact that the world of work and people's expectations have changed drastically as a result of the pandemic. Our priorities have changed. We have realized what's important to us. Some of us that were spending a ton of time in the car driving back and forth don't want to do that anymore. And some of the people that have been productive not doing that have good reason for not wanting to go back to the office environment. I have a client and one of their employees was commuting from Centerville, Virginia to downtown DC every day. For those of you not familiar with the geography of this region, that could be an hour to depending on traffic, hour and a half plus of commuting every day. Now she doesn't want to come back to the office anymore. She tells her boss that, wait a minute, I have been productive for over a year even more productive than I was before. I'm doing my work well, and you have been telling me that I'm doing my work well. Why do you need me back in the office? And that's the challenge that this client has and a lot of other people are going to have. Now, I'm mindful of the fact that there is real value with employees being together. 
if you are not a fully remote organization, and most of the organizations I know are not fully remote, you will want to have your people together for different purposes at different times. However, it needs to be well thought through. This is not something that gets mandated by the CEO or the HR department. And the way to think about it is that your team needs greater voice and greater choice. It doesn't matter what ideas you come up with. Ask your people. Give them a voice. And yes, with that voice, they do want to have a choice. So therefore, leaders will have to think about what is the purpose of us being together? Let's see how we can maximize that purpose and then take advantage of the in-person opportunities and allow people greater flexibility for when they want to be remote. There are a lot of advantages to being remote. The increased flexibility, think about the environment, the reduced carbon footprint. There is increased employee satisfaction. So instead of those foosball tables and everything else companies were putting in their offices, now flexibility will become a key driver of how organizations can recruit top talent. And if you don't provide that flexibility, it's your top talent that will have the first choice to go elsewhere. However, I also understand there are real issues to be considered if you want to operate in the hybrid environment. In this case, you will have some people spending more time in person and some people less time in person. As human beings, we connect a lot better in person. Yes, Zoom has done a great job in keeping us somewhat connected over time, but it doesn't compare to in-person interactions. So need to be a lot more intentional with respect to relationship building. Also, managers need to be careful with allocation of time and resources. Where employees are positioned, it makes a difference with respect to their access to resources and their visibility. Think about it. We connect better with people that are visible. A lot of times, employees want that FaceTime with their managers, with their supervisors. So if you have some of your people that are working remote most of the time and some of the people that are in person most of the time, you as a manager or leader need to be aware of the advantage that those people that are spending more time in person have. Communication challenges, a lot of times we expect communication to take place. Now that in many organizations, people were all remote, organizations did a great job in trying to communicate consistently to all their remote employees. When you have some that are in person, you have to be as mindful with respect to those communications. There will be significant onboarding challenges, making sure that you maintain culture and make sure that the people that you bring into the organization become part of that culture. Productivity has been an issue and will continue to be an issue for organizations, which is why I'm a big advocate for objectives and key results. When implemented well, they can have teams be much more outcome-oriented rather than activity-oriented. 
that is really important for you to consider as you transition into a hybrid environment. Just please keep in mind, hybrid is not a little bit of each. If anything, it's actually more difficult than the transition to fully remote. So it is not a little bit of what we did pre-pandemic and then a little bit of what we did when we were remote. You need to think through hybrid different. And in order to do that, give your people greater voice and find ways to give them greater choice. But be mindful of all the considerations, whether with respect to culture or manager allocation of time and resources to intentional relationship building that a hybrid environment requires. I know it's pretty straightforward, but it's not easy. Give your team greater voice and greater choice. If you have any questions for me on this or anything else, feel free to reach out, mahan at mahantavikoli.com. As I said, I love hearing from you. I am really enjoying these conversations with the magnificent change makers and thought leaders. I know you are too based on your feedback. So keep that coming. That keeps me energized. I have a lot of great thought leaders and change makers in store for you. Listen every single week, Tuesdays and Thursdays for new releases. You've been listening to Partnering Leadership with your host, Mahan Tavakoli. For additional leadership insights and bonus content, visit us at partneringleadership.com.